Hi everybody and welcome to Barefoot TV and podcast show. I'm your host Leanne the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium who's blessed to act as the bridge to connect you with your loved ones who've passed over so you can feel their presence, receive their messages of support, joy and love. I'm also a twin flame who supports individuals and couples to step into conscious relationship and sacred union with self, the divine and your partner by providing guidance around love, relationships and intimacy. I'm also a transformational coach who supports and empowers people to work with the universal energies by looking into your mirror of your soul to manifest and create the life of your dreams so that you can create transformations and shift and change whatever is not working for you in your life. Kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy this month's show where I am joined by my beautiful friend and colleague, Sarah Anderson Meet Yip to discuss boundaries and resilience. Now, Sarah is Australia's foremost life path specialist, is both Gold Coast and Brisbane based, a psychic and blogger who helps people to find their purpose using numerology and palmistry. She's known for her studies of 1111 sightings, and I love that stuff, Sarah, and hands-on teaching techniques. Sarah is an ex-environmental scientist, a UN volunteer and charity fundraiser. She believes that the bigger picture always results from our beliefs, which is why she now works at the personal rather than the global scale. She is a mother of two beautiful little boys um, with a great passion for self-healing, yoga and natural medicine. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me. I love being here. I'm so happy to be part of your program. Thanks for having me. We always have some really interesting conversations and chats and we just kind of let them flow where they need to go, don't we? Yes, it's definitely like two friendly planets colliding and having a picnic. <laughs> I love that analogy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, can you tell people a little bit about your background, how you've stepped into doing the work you're doing, um, and then we'll start talking a little bit about boundaries and what they are. Yeah, sure. So, um, until about... 14, 15 years ago, I was uh, conventional, quite conventional actually. I didn't believe in spirits or anything like that. I'm very scientific, very academic, quite conservative in a lot of ways. I had a lot of shifts after um, the 2004 tsunami in Thailand, which I was witness to, and I had a few other massive things happen. Anyway, so as a result, nine years ago, and we live in nine-year cycles in numerology. So literally nine years ago in May, stepped away from a senior role in fundraising. And also there was a relationship change, a house change. And I started seeing 11.11 and following the prompts. And since then, everything has changed. It's been very intense. I met my husband soon after that on television reading his palm. Um, I had a whole new social circle open up, whole new lifestyle. So I know what it's like to walk away with nothing and realize you have everything. It's taken this long to really find that gratitude. I think for a long time I had a lot of frustration, but the numerology and palmistry, because it's so scientific, 
it is something that you can meditate on and find a lot of enlightenment from over years and years. It just keeps giving and giving. It's like a beautiful, like a beautiful jewel or crystal, and um, it just it never gets boring. <laughs> um, now I know when we were preparing to come online, you were talking to me about the numerology for our topic today, which is around mm -hmm. boundaries. So. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and share that with mm -hmm. listeners and viewers? So numerology is the magic of numbers or not the magic. And if we were taught this in school, it would be our favourite subject because it allows you to directly converse with the universe, for example, through signs like 1111, So what you can do is you can actually reduce words, names and addresses to numbers. And this um, identifies um, particularly the chakras which are influenced and healed by that word of vibration. So I looked at the word boundary. Boundary has a 37, which reduces to 10, which reduces to a one vibration. So it heals your root chakra. It helps you to feel stable in your human body. It helps you to feel grounded and supported and connected. It connects you to your family tree and your ancestry. It helps you identify who you are in this lifetime. Um, it's interesting because boundaries, which is the plural, has a 45 slash nine vibration, which is completely different. So boundaries, plural, is the nine energy. The ninth chakra is the soul blueprint or the kind of like a universal chakra. It's like holding the whole universe in your hands. And so what it talks about this 45 energy is the heart frequency, which we're healing in 2020, and the throat frequency. So it's about um, living and speaking from the heart in a way that enriches the community around you. And that 45-9 vibration, interestingly, is the same vibration as the word marriage. So it's actually part of the agreement we have when we come to Earth that we will create and we will create, protect the boundaries here for those who come after us. It's also got the same vibration as housework. You know, we need to think of setting and um, creating boundaries as part of our responsibility as a soul to leave the world uh, a clearer and more genuine and gentle place. And it's also got the same vibration as commitments. So all I can suggest is boundaries is part of the work that we agree to when we come here. And sorry, I just wanted to make a little joke. We know from Leanne's date of birth, which we've kept private, that her date of birth left to right adds to 37. So she's here to be one of a kind. But it's interesting because that means her life purpose is about being one big boundary. <laughs> and that also has the same vibration as patience. So <laughs> Leanne asked my patience. Yeah. A good doctor needs patience. And Leanne's a doctor of many, many magical areas and she's always giving off very sage advice. So that's just a tiny bit of numerology. And yeah, look, the more you get into it, the more you'll love it because it really frees you from conventional thinking. Conventional yeah. thinking is a lot of the time dead thinking. It's like inheriting an antique that gives you hay fever spiritual hate <laughs> you just get inflamed and musty i one of the things i love chatting to you about sarah is is all this spiritual knowledge and wisdom but grounding it in the real world and the analogies and the jokes that come with it because it is fun it is playful and thank you for sharing that little um, insight with me personally around oh, well, my you know, life lessons around boundaries and patience, right? As long as I've known you, Leanne, you have always made sure people are okay. When I worked yeah. in your shop and I've been around you, 
you just don't put up with nonsense and that is the best quality you can find in any industry and in any person. Thank Someone you. who doesn't put up with nonsense because if they put up with nonsense in one person, they'll put it up, put up with it in the world and then this world just becomes fragmented. Mm. And, and I think that's a really good point in, you know, talking about boundaries. It really is about, you know, us as a physical being and, you know, our space as a physical space, like you were saying, housework, right? Um, and what we allow in to our space, whether it's our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual bodies or our physical space, whatever that might be, and what we're comfortable with and what we're uncomfortable with, right? Yep, totally. I was um, using this analogy with a client yesterday that we have two arms and two legs, but the way that we've been taught about ourselves as beings is that we're just a body. And because you, you see what you look for, when you look in the mirror, you just see a body because you have been told that's all you are. But it's like trying to climb a mountain with one arm. You have so many other faculties that are invisible because you've never been taught they exist. And once mm -hmm. we start having conversations like this and people realise they can manifest and visualise and use intention to send love across the distance and have a tangible effect, it's like you're climbing with two arms and who knows, maybe the legs will get involved. Mm. So it's just so much kinder to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you are magical. Maybe you are seeing a spirit. I feel like it's very cruel when we condense you know, ourselves as beautiful four or five D beings into 2D, into just an image, into just an Instagram shot. There's something that's permanently lost, I think, when we spend too many times, too much time looking at a screen, looking at that mm. 2D representation. Yeah, and you know it is. It's so true. And even talking about Instagram or Facebook or that that screen, there's a lot of people spending time at the moment online or on screens, right? With being in this global situation that we're in, and even that, in terms of boundaries around what you are willing to allow into your your space right beliefs wise thoughts wise emotions wise because people are quite charged up about things at the moment aren't they yeah a lot of people are having really vivid dreams a lot of people are processing a lot of grief because we're in a four university year which is um you know two plus two from 2020 and then may is the fifth month so four plus five is nine so this is the turning point for the whole year. The year officially energetically begins in June, which I talked about in my forecast. So everybody's letting go of lifetime patterns mm. and they're realising that it can't, we can't do this life alone without basically sacrificing pleasure and joy. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's the main thing that's coming up. I feel very strongly about social media. I personally am quite addicted to it. Yeah. Um, there's aspects that I really love. Um, for yeah. example, when you look at the numerology of Facebook, it has a four vibration. It potentially can heal the heart. It can teach us forgiveness. It can teach us to transform our stories and suffering into something that other people can benefit from yeah. in like future years. But at the same time, it can close your heart. You can yeah. become numb to all of the crises that you're constantly exposed to. It's like eating your food too fast. After mm. a while, it just makes you kind of 
throw up or get nausea all the time because the body can only handle so much. And until a few years ago, we never put this much through our bodies energetically. Yeah. Our yeah. digestive tract would need to be, you know, 10 times longer in a way to digest the amount of stuff we're pouring through it. Yeah. And Sarah, you mentioned about boundaries and the connection to our root chakra and that sense of stability or, or groundedness, right? So can you talk to me a little bit more about, with your work in particular, how, how we can work with healing that, transforming, shifting in order to create some healthy boundaries for ourselves in the physical world? Well, it's interesting because boundaries create confidence and confidence creates boundaries. Mm. So you just got to start somewhere. But the way I create boundaries and therefore confidence in myself and others is I'm very upfront about what I do. For example, I use a photo of my actual face. Um, I use my actual name. Yeah. <laughs> my business is called Psychic Readings by Sarah. I don't fluff around. Yeah, it's very upfront. I detail exactly what they get. As you know, there's a template I follow for every client. I do a, a email afterwards. I review it. I keep several diaries. There's a very consistent format, and that is a way of creating boundaries because spirit knows when to come in, what to give me, what's on the menu, what we're cooking, and then when we're finished, I have the same like washing up ritual. Yeah, every now and then I update it, but overall. I find that competency comes from following a routine until you really get, you know, you really get the juice, you really get the essence of what you're doing. There's a yeah. beautiful quote I love. I'm just going to try to get it right. Um, you can dig many wells and never find water, or you can dig one well deeply and you will always find source. You will always find the source. And I have I learned that. that over this lifetime, having tried many careers, many relationships, jobs, houses, that to really stick to really commit is what opens the heart. Like yeah. they say, you know, if you don't like someone, you just haven't spent enough time with them, enough quality time, because everyone's got something that is endearing about them. Even the worst tyrant in the world, there is some quality that is genuine. Yeah. And I, I, I want to come back, and I love that you have that process and that structure and that consistency in how you work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very similar and with mediumship in particular and working with spiritual energy like you do, um, we have to have those processes in place, right? And I'm very structured like you, a bit of an academic background, right? Mm -hmm. So I like my structure mm -hmm. within which I can flow and have the insights come in. Um, and so it's funny with the mediumship side of things, I have um, processes in place with how yeah. spirits connect to me, like females yeah. come in on the left and males yeah. on the right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they tell me about their relationship based mm -hmm. on where the energy hits my body. And, you know, it just makes it flow easier because you don't have to think, right? Yeah, look, in the end, to be a reader is to be a spiritual airport. And you've got energy coming and going all the time and there's potentially a lot of adrenaline pumping through and a lot of silly anxious people and anxious spirits. And, you know, it's our job to keep an orderly cue but not so much that, you know, you lose your humanity yeah. because that creates safety. 
And it's interesting in numerology, the word routine has the same vibration as the word freedom. And when you, it's for example, when you learn to spell the English language, you can write beautiful poetry, you know, you can freestyle, but only once you know the basics. Numerology is the same, mediumship is the same. Yeah. I think the reason that people don't follow the rules is they, they either think they're above the rules, that's somehow they've got some authority struggles, which unfortunately will then hinder their readings to people. Mm. Or I wonder if it's just all ignorance. It's actually ignorance because I think they don't realise it's going to take a toll on their physical health, on their clients' mental well-being. And yeah. They just don't get enough feedback. Because yeah. I get feed, a lot of feedback. Obviously, you can always do a bit better, but a lot of feedback. Um, I'm always adjusting my methods and styles after every reading, and every reading is recorded. Yeah. And so there's enormous accountability. And several years later, people will still bring me the recording. So I don't fudge because mm. I created a business where it's a no it's no fudge just a no fudge approach as much yeah. as i like fudge <laughs> but i'm very I'm free now so i have to be coaching on fudge yeah i like and fudge I, for eating but not in my business more. yeah i know and, and i was going to say to you i really like how you brought in um a the word confidence because that that structure and that consistent approach does um create that confidence to help land things you know, bring those, bring those planes into land, right? <laughs> like you said. But what I want to bring in is you talked briefly about business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that you've got an amazing business head as well as, you know, with your numbers and, and money stuff and, and all of that. And you've been in this business for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Boundaries in business... Can you share with me a little bit about any insight, <laughs> any insights you've had have, around that? Um, I have copped a lot of flack about my boundaries. Uh, it's people, it seems to be the favourite topic to troll me by. I just wanted to share something that in numerology, the vibration of the word um, business, it's a 27.9, which heals the world. The same vibration as the word for children. And I have often equated having a business to having a responsibility for a living being because the business has a spirit. And when you connect with the spirit of your business, you'll see it's actually separate to you. You need to regularly tune in to see where the business wants to go. Maybe it doesn't want to live with you anymore. It wants to go find a new mummy, you know? Um, it's just this kind of, yeah, like we're borrowing them, just like we borrow our children, right? Um, so with boundaries, I suppose for me, when I first began the business, I wasn't sure I was psychic. Probably took me one or two thousand readings to decide I was psychic, um, which is probably more than most people would require. But I was raised so extremely scientifically mm. with no exposure to any psychics in my world that I had to start from behind the eight ball compared to most. I didn't come from a family where it was acknowledged. Um, I did over a thousand readings for a hundred dollars or less. And so when people say to me, shame on you for charging, shame on you for for your pricing, I say, well, if you'd been in the first thousand, would have been all good. You're just a bit late. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, I still do occasionally. I do discounted or free work, but it yeah. cannot be the bulk of my business because I'm carrying huge responsibilities. Mother, um, you know, I've, you know, we've got all these things to look after in the in the planet, and I'm also I have decided I want to set a very high bar because psychic work is very often women's work. It is goddess work. And 
almost every powerful person I know, the people you see in the media, has a psychic on call. And if, it's, if they're not on call, it's their mother, sister, wife who is consulting them. And so it made me very angry when I realised a lot of these people have psychics on call, they're using spiritual information, but they won't admit to it or they won't share the details. So I care very deeply about the work being taken seriously. It's very hard work on us. Mm. It's a 24-7 calling. It's like being an athlete. It affects my diet, my sleep, what I, who I hang out with. It's a, it's a devotional practice. Yeah. So I am. I'm extremely serious and sometimes that can get taken the wrong way as snobby, bossy, controlling. But I have a couple of little favourite jokes and one of them is when people attack me, I usually make a joke like, Maybe, are you an 11? Because I'm an 11 life path and after time they're like, how did you know I was an 11? <laughs> and I'll say something like, oh, you know, I tend to trigger people like me. You know, yeah. and also I, I will say when you attack me, you attack the part of yourself that believes anything is possible. Because yeah. that is what I am at my core being. I believe anything is possible with the right amount of support, with education, with enough time, enough lifetimes perhaps. And so I just look at it like that. So the people who get me are the ones who are possibility orientated. And the ones who don't are just scared. And when you look at the word even scared, because I do a lot of word magic, scared is a rearrangement of sacred. They've mm. forgotten that they're sacred. They've got their, you know, their energies jumbled up. And all I can do, I can't get in there and rearrange their intestines, but I can be an example of someone who deals with their stuff instead of projecting it on others. Yeah. And I, I really love how you explain that because, you know, there is bringing in that, ancient tradition even around the sage and the oracle or the advisor you know um and I've, I've just been shown the images of queens and you know it, it, in the past who had those advisors by their side that they go to whether they're psychics or, or oracles or whatever they used to be called right the goddesses the high priestesses, the priestesses, you know. So thank you for bringing in that aspect. Um, and also, you know, the amount of time and energy that we, and I know with your readings in particular, it's a little bit different to mine, but, you know, I know that we do a lot of work behind the scenes in whether it's in our own meditation or energy care practice or, mm. you know, transforming and clearing and healing our own mm. stuff <laughs> so that we walk through those paths in some ways to be able to more hold our clients in more compassion and, and more empathy and, you know, really understand what they've gone through. So the more work we do behind the scenes, we often bring to our clients, let alone the number of courses and workshops and, you know, you and I have both been to university yeah. and the amount of financial resources we've invested. So energy is time, money and resources, right? Mm. It's... um. So, you know, in business-wise... The, the charging for psychic readings is a 
extremely volatile and emotional topic. And even now, yeah. I don't talk about it too much on Facebook. No. Guaranteed to set off half the page. And then I just think, you know, it really does come down to women's work. Yeah. For some reason, we're just meant to be so available to everyone to hear their problems and to look after them, which is, you know, I super enjoy it. But I yeah. would also like to have holidays every now and then, buy some nice crystals, you know, get a haircut. And Exactly. <laughs> the times when psychics were free were the times when psychics were given food and board in temples. So unless you've got a temple I can come and live in for a while, I have yeah. to create in my own temple now, which is way more expensive. So it's it's an outdated belief. Yeah. The only psychics I know who are working for free, they're either doing it to get feedback, which is the beginning of the career, for example, mm -hmm. or um, they may have a spouse supporting them, which I believe people should be more upfront about. Yeah. Um, because that's cool, but it's not cool if you then take down other people who are basically doing the right thing energetically. Yeah. And, and you know, it is about that, you know, coming back to that initial conversation about, you know, housework and, sacred space right we we create a sacred container for our clients but also for our business and and like you said our business has a soul so you know if there's anyone listening or watching who has their own business in whatever field that might be connect in with your business um, with the soul or the energy of your business and really look at what energy are you putting in? What time are you putting in? What resources are you putting into it? And are they flowing back to you? You know, because a healthy relationship, whether we're talking marriage, you know, family or business relationship, has a balanced flow, right? Yeah, look, I think that the fear of money is the fear of feedback. Ooh. And it's the fear of feedback and it's the fear of change and it's the fear of credit. Women aren't meant to flaunt their assets and we're supposed yeah. to be afraid of change and we're not supposed to take credit. And the language itself is a barrier to being wealthy. But when you look at wealthy, you break the word down, thy wheel, your wounds. You know, a lot of the time it's by really going into your woundedness and then finding what is that um, opening that what have you gained and then sharing that, that's often where we create the most um, traction for others to, to grow. And so I just think people need to question more, especially yeah. languaging and especially um, these superstitious beliefs that this work is some sort of God's gift and it just happens automatically. I mean, basically to do a psychic reading is like preparing a meal in a one-seat restaurant. And, you know, it's not like manna falls from heaven anymore. Or maybe it does for some, but it doesn't here on the Gold Coast, maybe one day. But, <laughs> you know, and it's like... Okay, Just got okay. an image of all these gold flowing down for you I'm there, like, yeah, Sarah. I mean, there's a lot of blessings and miracles yeah. in my work. But um, let's get real. If I was a guy, you know, I would be facing a different set of questions. And actually yeah. one of the exercises I do with a lot of clients or the therapists or psychics I work with is if you were a man of the same age and qualifications, what the heck would you be charging and how would you deal with mm. clients who push you and push you? Because it's, yeah. it's just inner sexism. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, um, you know, I know you and I, when we catch up, we often work through some of the topic or it comes up for us in some way, shape or form in preparation for our conversation. And I know 
that for some of my coaching clients that I've been working with, some are uh, psychics and mediums and some are not, um, there's been some boundary stuff coming up around clients. So we've been working on, well, do you know what your, you know, we hear a lot about what your ideal client is, but do you know what a toxic client is or an unhealthy client is for your business? And what does that look like, sound like, and feel like for you? Really check in and ask those questions about, you know, what values do they have? Are they respectful? Are they honouring? Are they valuing your work? Or, you know, where does that sit? And then write yourself a list of what toxic clients look like and be willing to fire them. Yeah, yeah, I call them the kryptonites. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one because after I read for a client, I do rate them. And that's fine. They can rate me. I don't mind on Facebook. Yeah. Because I have a right to do that. It's a business. Yeah. And I need to look after myself. And I do. I'll be like, I'll say to Spirit, hey, send lots of them. Send people just like him or her. I love that client. Or I'll be like, maybe just once a year with that one. And I'm very bold in that way, but um, maybe it's because I'm Asian. <laughs> maybe it's because I worked in, in charities for a long time and I worked in fundraising where literally you're asking people for money after knowing them for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. And so you realise after a while that a lot of what we say is just padding. Mm. And there's some areas we need to pad, like sensitive topics, and then sometimes we just need to get to it so that people can be free. Yeah. And, and I think you and I share that value around communication in terms of the directness sometimes. Which... The, the psychics at the top are the best communicators and they're the ones who are most willing to talk about the taboo subject. So if people are struggling in any, any industry, it's about actually being more polarising in an honouring way to you, but being more yeah. polarising because people will pay for that. You will attract the people who are polarising, which is the people who have taken risks, which is usually the people who will invest in themselves. Exactly. You have to be willing to be more polarising. You don't have to step it up like that. But it's it's about being a grown-up, you know, instead of yeah. that sort of child, I need to have a uniform and I need to just sort of belong. But look, even that I think is fake because I work with a lot of kids and they yeah. are more grown-up than a lot of the rest of us. So I mean, maybe that was a, not a proper statement, but anyway. Well, and I think, I think kids, if we come back to how kids communicate, they are pretty direct, right? And they're really honest about their feedback. And they're usually pretty honest with what they're comfortable with and what they're not, however they might express that, you know? And... Um, you know, it takes me to a bit of an example. On Mother's Day, I had my beautiful niece was helping me make, um, prepare salads and, and some lunch. And she was sitting there and I said, oh, sweetheart, can you go and take this outside and put it on the table? And she looked at me and she went, auntie, I have rights, you know. And I just had a little giggle and I went, hmm, okay. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> There's a way of voicing your boundary. I'm really not comfortable with doing that, Auntie, but I'm going to tell you I have rights. 
I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. We were talking about how a lot of people are afraid of having children because of the sleep deprivation. And I was talking about how in history, humans have never slept through the night. Mm. And actually in communities, communities used to have a lot of children and therefore very few people slept through the night. It wasn't considered an essential. Um, there were children all the time everywhere. And if you did need to sleep, you've got someone to hold your baby. And so we've been so stripped of that that now we think if our child interrupts our eight hours of sleep, they've some, done something wrong. And I just, there's so many beliefs around that that I had to work through in myself because it's one of the chief reasons I never had a baby. Firstly, I was worried they'd talk back like what you just said. I couldn't cope. But secondly, I was worried about losing my 10 hours of sleep a night because that's how much sleep I've traditionally needed to mm. detox from the, the energies I was around. And now when I look at it, it's because I was not very happy in my life. That 10 hours sleep was the only time I felt like I could breathe. But now that I have a life that's pretty interesting, um, you know, I actually do sleep less. I sleep differently and I meditate a lot, which, as you know, makes up for a lot of the gap because deep meditation is worth its weight in gold. Mm. And you can do trance healings on yourself that you, you feel like you've had a great night's sleep. And these are the hacks that people are not aware of, which yeah. would change their life because seriously, the best book I ever read said, throw away your clocks. In your kid's bedroom because you keep looking at the clock you'll just resent your child mm. and you know instead of thinking about how little sleep you're getting think about how much kid you're getting yeah not to be like you know obviously there's some people who really are too sleep deprived but i'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't always have to be the child's fault you know and there's all these beautiful amazing ways to get out of that paradigm Hmm. And I think what what you brought in there is a you know around that flipping the mindset and and you know having boundaries around you know what what stories we tell ourselves or what beliefs we have around you know how things should be or the perspectives we're looking at. If and we were around more children, we would be around more honesty and we would be more flexible and we would be more playful. And one of the things I said about this year. These new children coming through are going to cause their parents to drop out of the workforce. That's what I said in my forecast. And I also talked about spiritual flu that would affect the heart and the lungs. And it's all coming in. And a lot of it could be predicted seriously. Um, yeah. All I'm suggesting is that we actually need a society where we spend time with our children because they are fresh off the boat. They come with all this new information. So we're almost doing life backwards. It's almost like the old Nokia 5110 telling the iPhone that it should like reduce its functionality. Mm -hmm. And so there's just this sort of oppositing that I'm really a fan of where you study your child for at least, you know, a few minutes or an hour a day and you'd be amazed at the stuff that comes out of them. They're really pretty cool. And, and they are. They're such, um, you know, intuitive little beings too, right? Well, a lot um, of a lot of them only have zeros or twos, which means that they really care about people and they're not so much about being important or famous or rich. And yeah, they really just think we're a little bit strange. <laughs> oh, and I look, we could keep going and chatting about boundaries and all sorts of different topics that have weaved in amongst that, right? Um, all day. Basically, if I had to sum it up. When you yeah. have good boundaries, you'll have more money, you'll have better relationships, you'll have more children, whether that's physical children or ideas, because you are setting a good relationship with the etheric and spiritual world. You're saying, come and meet me. This is the time I'll be meditating. Come and see me. This is the time I'll be working. And um, there's a saying, I think it's in the 12-step program, clarity, clarity is kindness. You know, 
clarity is kindness or something like that. Hmm. Um, you know, love, love tells the truth, even yeah. when it's not popular. And I think that's the theme of this year right now. And the truth is a lot of us are missing out on half our lives because we're brought into this concept that our children are, are able to wait for us. Maybe they're not. Hmm. Maybe our ideas actually really need our help right now. We can't just keep putting up our dreams, ideas and our children. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really good point because, you know, so many people have been in that doing mode of whether it's going to a daytime job or managing family, managing partner, whatever you've got going on in your life, that you often forget sometimes to come back to you and what's really most important. Yeah, your and, heart. Yeah, and come, come back to that and really even... You know, one of my rituals every day is to take a, a moment just to ask my heart what it needs today. You know, it's a, it's a really simple, easy thing to put in. And today it might be rest. Today, today it might be space. Today it might be um, writing or creating or conversations or pampering or whatever it might be. Just ask yourself what you need. And then create a boundary around giving yourself that. I, I really agree because in wordplay, um, heart and earth have the same letters. And where your heart or body ends is where the earth begins, at least in that mental image. And so by asking mm. the earth, how can I be of service? And asking the heart, how can I be of service? That is what a psychic does. They help you to tune into the divine mother, the mother mm. earth, the mother body, the mother energy that brings us through, whether you call it female or not. And so it's interesting because essentially what we're doing is we're getting people from here to here. A lot of people say that's the longest journey you'll ever make. Yeah. And so essentially, yeah, we're like these tour guides, you know, come on, here's a little chicken sandwich or, you know, vegan tofu sandwich. Come on, <laughs> come on, you can do it. Come on, you can have yeah. some free if you get this far. Yeah. Part and of our, part of our job is to make it fun. Exactly, right? It's just like, no, I think I'll stay up here because there's air conditioning. <laughs> and you're like you do realize that when the air conditioning stops the world is going to be a hotter place right and they're like yeah. oh i don't want to know about that <laughs> i don't want to think about like consequences just stop 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 i just let me let me just be in my bubble yeah i'm just like pop that bubble pop that bubble <laughs> so yeah basically people pay me to pop that bubble but i do it in the nicest possible way you do you do. And life outside the bubble is life. Life inside the bubble is pretend. Yeah. Matrix. Anyway. And you just reminded me that, you know, again, I was, I was with my niece and nephew and we did have to go to the shops the other day and we were, you know, the, the social distancing that's happening and, you know, my nephew in particular is eight and he's very energetic and likes touching everything. And so we decided that they were both in bubbles and yeah. they had to choose what color their bubble was and they weren't allowed to let people in their bubble. And that was how we were looking at the word boundaries really with kids. And then my niece said, well, it's kind of like a hula hoop, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if there's parents who are struggling with, creating boundaries for kids, right? Or teaching them about how to, or empowering them 
to speak up about what they're comfortable or uncomfortable with, get a hula hoop out, put it on the ground, stand them in the middle of it and, you know, ask them what they would love to have in there and what would make them feel good. Totally. And just do that for yourself as well. Yeah, I've used a hula hoop meditation before and also the bubble. And I guess my other one is you just use your arms to draw around you like in the snow or with chalk. And that's like the natural um, first stage of the aura. So with the social distancing, it's actually a relief for empaths like me. I know, right? It's amazing. One of the very first times people are like, oh, you know, it's actually important to give people space. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. And even just people not rushing around, I've actually really been able to like relax. But the one thing that has slowed down is I do my charts. I do my numerology charts before I do the readings. Mm. And I used to be able to just connect to the Akashic Library, which this sounds pretty trippy given 10 years ago, I didn't believe it. But anyway, connect to the library and just download the chart. And then when coronavirus hit, so many people were sending prayers and freaking out and trying to manifest and pray that I couldn't get through <laughs> And I'd have to do it the night before and I'd have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to get through the Centrelink. And I'd be like, man, people are really like praying right now. (laughs) Because before it was like off-peak traffic and now it's like, man, a lot of people want to know their purpose. Jesus. I know, right? (laughs) That was quite funny for all my clients. It was like, sorry, I'm running late. There was a lot of traffic, a lot of air traffic today. I'm used to like no one really thinking this even exists. And now they found the back way. They're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And and it is really interesting because um, my sister's very um, outgoing and very opposite to me as an empath and a sensitive. I, I like my space. I'm like, you know, stay out of my stay out of my bubble, right? And you know, I can only I need a people free day once a week. So um, true. So true. You know. <laughs> And when I don't have my people-free day, then there's a whole world of stuff that goes on for me. I like how you say people-free day, like a pupil-free day, because you are I know. a teacher. And so it's like, you know, we went down in, into this lockdown and I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> you now all get to know what it's like to be in my world, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's so I think there's a lot of sensitives and empaths at the moment really who've been enjoying this space to you know have others become aware of the importance of of boundaries really highly sensitive people often struggle to go out and socialize it's a big deal for them it's it's really a lot of effort and i think it's creating potentially a wonderful wave of compassion yeah for sensitive people where it's um, you know, they're frightened of catching, like I, I talk about the spiritual cold where they're so sensitive that when they go out, they can catch spiritual colds, like they're feeling really good and then someone walks past and kind of like, you know, just mm. tell them they're stupid and they're like, oh, wow, mm, and it really affects them. Yeah. And they're afraid of, they, they, we live our lives like that and for, for a while I was paranoid. Obviously, I found some techniques now that I'm quite okay. Yeah. But, you know, this is what it's like to be, really deeply affected by the world around you this is what yeah. it feels like to be an empath and so yeah. perhaps that is one of the reasons it happens um, yeah. i do think it's been exaggerated in some ways but you know that's yeah. personal that's stuff. a that's a whole nother episode isn't it sarah oh, episode, <laughs> some, people, some people benefit from fear that's for sure yeah 
So I am aware of time and I know that we could keep going and, and we'll be continue. Dot, dot, dot. We can, yeah, I think so. Definitely. I just need to um, show you my shirt. Hang on. This is my 1111 angel shirt. I love it's it. It's the first shirt I ever made with screen printing and hand, wow. hand screen printed and hand cut. Thank and you for got, sharing. It's got this really cool design. It's got a butterfly, a peacock and Australia with a Tasmania. And that's supposed to be a puma, but it just looks like a fat dog. So um, that was my first attempt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, Sarah, can you just share with everybody where they can connect with you further if they'd like to know more about numerology or palmistry or everything that you do? Yeah, sure. So my website is sarahyip.com, S-A-R-A-H-Y-I-P.com. It is a bit of a labyrinth, so allow time once you get there. Um, I'm on Facebook as The Numbers Queen. I'm on Instagram as Sherry1111 and I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun. I've got lots of free articles on how to find your life path, personal year forecasts, lots of tips, lots of case studies of famous people and um, things that you can use straight away to just understand yourself and love yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. Um, and Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this month's episode of Barefoot TV and Podcast Show. Um, if you'd like to connect with me further, my website is thebarefootmedium.com.au. You'll find me on Facebook, YouTube, and all the other social media outlets, <laughs> um, Leanne the Barefoot Medium as well. If you have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, hit the like button and put, us, put a comment in to let us know what you found most interesting or of most value to you in your journey. And wherever you are, whoever you're with and whatever it is that you're focused on, please move forward with love, with commitment and with some boundaries <laughs> as you move forward that allow you to feel great. Thank you once again for joining us and I'll see you on the next episode of Barefoot TV.